Avengers! Hello everyone and welcome back to Excelsior, the world's number one Marvel's Avengers podcast. I'm your director, Christian Buckley, as always, here for your episode for the weekend of October 15th with the Apex Legend, the Pumpkin King, Jack Martin. Excelsior Christian, how you doing on this nice uh, fall, cold, not cold, it's actually nice, nice and warm out, but fall sluggish day good you know it's it's just been very chill i've been doing some freelance work all day i got uh some chipotle after Ooh. this show is done recording so no complaints here rings of power finales tonight oh yeah um do you watch that, that live i do there was like one week where i had to watch it a different time uh because i just was very tired but yep Clock hits midnight. Cue it up. I'm there. Nice. You know, it's I'm good one show. of the the silent 200 or not the 25, however many million people are watching this, and nobody's talking about it on my circles online. That's true. It's I weird. guess it's more uh, House of Dragon, and mm-hmm. I think that's kind of the main focus. I was gonna say She Hulk and Andor, but I don't even think those shows are really getting all that much traction. Yeah, not really, you know? It's just in the the smaller, more tightly knit circles online, you're seeing, like, people talking about She-Hulk every week and people talking about Andor, but I can't escape House of the Dragon across any of my social medias. Um, And straight up, nobody talks about Rings of Power. There's a couple dedicated, like, Tolkien creators I follow on TikTok, but that's it. Yeah. (laughs) So, I feel like it's a really good time for TV right now. All those shows I enjoy to varying degrees but still at a bare minimum really enjoy my time with them so mm-hmm. it's been a good time i wholeheartedly agree and you know what else is a good time what's that platinum in games i didn't get Ooh. to confirm this last week because it was beforehand but i did say as of that recording that night i would have the avengers platinum and if you did not watch the video version of excelsior last week or follow me on any of my social things i did get the platinum that night and i immediately deleted the game thank you very much well done that is quite the impressive feat now what did you have left again it was all the strong boxes like open 30 of them or whatever that was um 50 hives which i talked about on the show i got that plot that trophy like right before we started recording because it apparently never reset um and i had only done less than 50 hives in the two years and 250 hours i played this game um i had to do those two i had to do the challenge three challenge three as well yes i did that um i think that was it i think it was just those three and then the platinum so that's good well i'm i'm happy for you on that it's not a great trophy list (laughs) Especially with things resetting all the time, not fantastic. So that is a that's quite the feat. Thank you. So did, now, I, I'm did you proud get the to have PS5 that. version or the PS4 version. I did get the PS5 version. So unfortunately, for the rest of my life, I can guarantee you, the rest of my life, I'm not going to fix this. No. The PS4 version is going to be stuck at 87 percent complete. Yeah, I don't think list. you can go back. No. I don't think, unless it could be possible, 
However, I doubt it, it would though. it would require the greatest minds this century has to offer. And I don't trust the PlayStation backend trophy people <laughs> are those minds. No. Uh, you know what's nice though? We're talking that? about trophies and just convenience of things. Uh, Destiny Two. What? Not even ten minutes into this episode. Uh, when I got my Series S last year, I played Destiny a lot on PS4. And then when I logged into Destiny, I did my cross-save stuff on my Xbox for the next-gen version. All the achievements that I had, the trophy equivalent of, popped. I still don't have the platinum in that game, but uh, it, it just gave me everything that I earned achievement-wise, which was very nice and very surprising. So That is fantastic. Conversely, uh, when Apex Legends had its next-gen version come out, None mm. of my trophies transferred over. Oh, no. So if I want to 100% it, with no platinum, by the way, come on. Um, what are you doing? I, I would have to do it all over again. So if only there was some sort of uh, brilliant package delivery system that <laughs> worked on PlayStation. If only there was a very, you know, scholarly, intelligent way to transfer purchases transfer yeah remember that anyway Hideo kojima was ahead of his time and always will be in every single facet man it continues to surprise me i've been thinking a lot about death stranding lately it's man he that that game came out three months before everybody shut down or allowed on deliveries that's that is the wildest thing in the world <laughs> but anyway what's going on avengers this week let's crack in a fury's report Got some things going on in this game. The current event in Avengers running until October 27th is the Tachyon Anomaly. Exciting news beyond that. Iron Man, your former main, triple XP this week until the reset on October 20th. I keep going to say 10 instead of October. I don't know why I see 10 and I think fractions instead of months. No, I get it. It happens. Uh, There's also... Great news for the slackers of the world, because let me tell you, I can relate. Uh, That anniversary login bonus for MCU suits, they have extended that until the end of this month. So you have until Halloween to log in and get the booster packs for the resources and all that stuff. But the important thing, the meat and potatoes, Thor 1 Thor outfit from Marvel Studios Thor. Iron Man Mark V suitcase suit from Marvel Studios Iron Man 2. And Avengers, Marvel Studios, The Avengers, Captain America. You get those for free just by logging in. You got it on Game Pass, you got it on PS Plus, you got it on whatever, log in, get it, get out. Congrats. Very cool. I like how they extended that. That's nice. Yeah, I I was a little surprised they had extended it, if I'm being real. Like, at, at, at this point, just keep it free forever, man. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, honestly. Right? <laughs> like, what? Because what? you would imagine that for the anniversary thing, it's like, okay, we're doing this to incentivize people to log in. If you're extending that, did you not hit that quota you were expecting to for logins? And then... If that doesn't even help, just give it away. Be like, hey, you should get this game. You should download this game three months from now. 
because you get these free MCU outfits, right? Like that's that seems just like a win. You know? That's a good call. Um, they do have like value after it goes free. Like people mm-hmm. will still buy it anyways. So that's probably the case of why they're not just doing it for free. But sure, that'd be a cool incentive for people who haven't played this to be like, hey, jump in. Game's practically free, and so are these three MCU outfits. Yeah, and let me tell you, I platinumed this game wearing that Thor 1 outfit, and oh boy, it looks great. I honestly, I think it looks better than the Infinity War outfit in the game. That's the one I'm using right now. Yeah, I'm using the Thor Thor 1 suit. Just looks too good. I love that helmet. Yes, sir. In addition to... The regular suits, the regular things. Captain America's Secret Empire outfit is still the shipment until November 3rd. That's when we'll be getting our November shipment update for the guaranteed specialty item. But exciting things. Pumpkin King Jack, let's hear about what's going on in the marketplace this week. Yes, this is a really, this this might be the coolest skin in the game, potentially. It's up there. We have... Tony Stark Iron Man number 13. Or this is inspired by Tony Stark Iron Man number 13. It's Iron Man's magic modified outfit. Now, I guess he used this in the battle against a dragon, Satarang. I'm not familiar with this comic, so apologies if I mispronounce that. However, this looks like... We, we've always talked about like Iron Man and like Knight in Shining Armor sort of thing. This is that. This is actually that. This looks like Iron Man is wearing uh, a knight's armor with, like, you see, like, the white eyes underneath the mask. He has, like, a cloak flowing in front of him on his, like, below his chest and below his, uh, and behind his back as well. It looks really cool. And I might grab this one. I think you would be fulfilled in grabbing this one because it does look pretty sweet. Uh, it's I, I, I'm aware of this comic arc. Like it was a, a big buildup in the Thor uh, run that's been going at Marvel Studios or not Marvel Studios, sorry, Marvel Comics for a very long time. And then the uh, the writer of Thor, Jason Aaron, was able to like just do a huge event across all of Marvel Comics, and I think this was. A part of that so looks super cool i'm with you uh i think it looks way better than the other iron man knight outfit in the game which is if you remember i think it was like inspired by the mark one like oh yeah the big the big chunky boy just throwing I, a cape on him yes i do like that one um it is it's very primitive in comparison to this one uh mm-hmm. so this it, i mean i'll probably get this next time i play the game or next time there's a sale but uh, yeah, this is probably my preference. Yeah, it, it's pretty sweet. Um, in addition to that, though, there's a what they're calling on the blog a spooktacular bundle for 5,238 units, which, Jack, I'm, I'm no mathematician, but I believe that is $52, something like that. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's a lot. I could be wrong, and this probably they probably give you like bonuses if you buy in bulk, so it's probably not exactly fifty. It might be a little less, but for that bundle, you get what I can only assume is like the only Halloween themed outfits in the game so far, which are this new Iron Man su- suit, 
the Captain America werewolf one that we've seen for a while now. Um, I think as well, another Captain America outfit, the uh, like the Mad Max Road Warrior st- style Captain America outfit. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember this one. I vaguely remember it because at first I thought it was Thor. And then I yeah. like looked a little closer. And I'm like, no, there's a shield on that man's back. Um, and then another new outfit that didn't really get a spotlight this week, uh, a new Ms. Marvel outfit, which I think Miller on Twitter referred to as like the mystical Ms. Marvel or something like that. It's just like a robe, like a wizard, kind of. Yeah. Like a D&D cool. wizard. Pretty cool. Yeah. These are all these are really cool. I love that <laughs> Cap Wolf outfit. I don't have it, and I probably never will, but I think it's just so silly that it's in the game, and I appreciate it a lot. Yeah. So we kind of got our wish, you know? No pumpkin, but no. Halloween outfits for most people. I'm just waiting on that Frankenstein Hulk maybe next year, you know? That seems so obvious. It's got to be in. That's got to be in public domain. You'd have to think. What Frankenstein? Right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Right. So, I don't know. That seems. That seems easy enough. I don't think Kellogg's is paying the Mary Shelley estate for the use of that image for the Frankenberry cereal. You know, I think no. that's just probably fair game. <laughs> sure. Uh, but there's one other thing I want to bring up. Uh. Oh, Again. is it is it Iron Man as Pooh? <laughs> now that I'm looking at that color scheme. Oh, is it? <laughs> <laughs> that's in public domain. That's funny. That yeah. <laughs> oh Anyways. boy. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh, uh, Miller uh, was tweeting about the game again this morning. Uh, apparently, from what he's been hearing, the reason that we didn't get the She Hulk character drop in the game when we were expecting to and again his information a while ago was that she hulk would be dropping after jane was because apparently behind the scenes they've done a lot of uh reconfiguration at crystal to prioritize characters being very distinct and being less clone like so uh he he said this in a follow-up to a tweet talking about how bucky is more clone like of a character than he originally expected him to be but the reason she hulk got the push was because they wanted to dedicate a full resource to her so again grain of salt but miller's been right about a lot of things so worth bringing up but for you jack hearing that maybe behind the scenes crystal dynamics wants to kind of move away from the clone approach to characters is that good news for you i know you were really banking on a war machine drop but uh Overall, what do you think about this? Yeah, I do think that is great news to make every character feel distinct. Um, even if like there are some easy one to ones, like I know Hawkeye and both Hawkeyes coming out so soon after each other was kind of tough because they felt so similar and they were very similar. Mm-hmm. So that was difficult to just really have a preference over one or the other. Um, but it's nice that they are focusing more so on making each character feel different from one another even if that means getting fewer characters throughout the year um which is fine i think that's totally good like put like a maybe more established quality into each character um because jane came out and she was it's seemingly like kind of a big clone of thor so i wasn't really interested in jumping in and playing around as her i still really haven't honestly um 
so for she hulk to be coming in to be like a wholly distinct character has me more interested to actually jump into the a game to the game rather than if she was a clone of a character um i will say disappointed that bucky's seemingly going to be more of a clone don't know who that will be probably like a mixture of cap and uh natasha but that's that's a little sad yeah, uh, I think you nailed it, right? I think this is only good news for the game moving forward, even if there are some outstanding ones that seemed like no-brainers. Um, what I would be open to, again, if they could get to a state where this is feasible production-wise, would be like... Uh, because because when we look at the, the Hawkeyes, right, that was very much a part one, part two story drop. So... Like, Doctor Strange and Wanda are both involved in this story. So they're both being added to the game. They play a little different, but they're dropping at the same time because we we went into this knowing that would be the case. I, I don't know how feasible that is right now, but I do think that would be something I'd be okay with and happy with. Um... But yeah, if if the sentiment is we want each character to feel wholly unique, then yeah, this is probably the best move going forward. So that's really it for Avengers, though. Uh, any other lingering thoughts before we move on? Uh, not really. I think um, it's a good change for sure on the hero front. I'm curious to see when we see either of those characters. Um. So yeah, that's, and again, that's something we're going to have to wait for, for immediate drops, like within the next, within the calendar year, and then also within what's coming up for 2023. Yeah, I, I'm still kind of expecting Bucky to hit, even if it's like December, I, I think Bucky yeah. feels like he could, you know, drop this year. I agree. Just off of the vibes, I guess. I don't know. But meanwhile, some things have been going on in the world of Marvel. Uh, Firstly, we had that werewolf by night, which we'll get to. But rumor out there right now via the Cosmic Circus, who I have never heard of before. So again, grain of salt. Have you heard of them? No, I never have. Okay. Apparently initially planned as a standalone film big project for phase five nova is being developed as a mcu marvel studios special presentation on disney plus much like werewolf by night now i think this might be a good segue into talking about general thoughts on werewolf by night but from your experience with that viewing hearing this you know, we talked a lot about Armor Wars and Marvel adapting to other formats recently. Uh, wh- what do you think of this? What do you think of special presentations maybe taking up a third pillar of the MCU when it comes to movies and TV and now kind of short films? I love it, actually. I like the special presentation format quite a bit. I know we've only gotten one so far with werewolf by night i don't think you'd really call Groot or i am Groot a special presentation and we're getting one with uh 
the Guardians holiday special coming up soon. Mm-hmm. So, I it seems like they, the creators working on the special presentations, seemingly have more liberty to take risks and do something different. Um, maybe that's me generalizing based on the one thing we've seen so far, but it, mm-hmm. and we'll get into it later, but it's so different than anything else in the MCU. And I think that format lends creators um, a lot more freedom to do what they want. And mm-hmm. I I am, after one special presentation, I'm much more on the side of let's introduce characters through like 60 to 90 minute special presentations rather than six to eight episode Disney Plus shows that for the most part have not been super effective. Yeah, I I agree 100%. Um, I think when we get into, you know, looking back at some of the other Disney Plus shows we've had over the last, what, two years almost now, um, I can tell you exactly which ones I would wish would have been special presentations, again, that 50 to 90 minute range. Um, The most recent one is Moon Knight, I think, for me. Um, I, I think that probably would have sang as a special presentation because you could have gotten moon knight did get weird you know there's that hippo there was these you know animal gods and uh things like that but condensing that allowing just the style to feel like fully present and committing to that thing that we loved about moon knight in the first few episodes which uh was the the blackout you know technique that they were doing to convey the action to the audience and what steven was seeing um i think that would have been incredible in a special presentation uh i think hawkeye probably could have been a special presentation (laughs) um so i yeah i really am super down to potentially see this become a more um consistent thing for expanding the mcu because we know it's growing exponentially at this point um and nova who is a character i'm only vaguely familiar with sure why not you know the guardians holiday special is going to be the next special presentation we see uh that is this december so we're gonna see how the volume works for that on there but if nova is going to be another space thing then yeah sure go for it um so I, I, also, I hope that this is a trend, for sure. I, I agree. I agree. And I I was saying earlier, it allows creators to be perhaps more risky. Um, I think also on the back end, like these characters aren't widely known to the general public, so having them as special presentations is less of a uh, monetary risk for like releasing mm-hmm. like either an entire Disney Plus show or a movie. Like, the budget is a lot lower on these things. It gives Disney and Marvel, um, I guess, more leeway to have, like, cheaper projects that are shorter and they don't have to market as much as, like, a full movie or even a Disney Plus show. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think it, it probably works for everyone, honestly. Yeah. So, good news uh if the quality is there and from the one we've seen so far werewolf by night i thought the quality was there sounds like you did too oh yeah you want to get into it sure so 
Halloween, man. What what a month, you know? Yes, dude. What a gift. We love Halloween. Uh, so this was directed by Michael Giacchino, who is the composer for many, many, many of probably listeners, your favorite things you've seen over the last 10 years, right? He did the J.J. Abrams Star Trek movies. Um, Lost? Sure, he did Lost. Uh, he did the Tom Holland Spider-Man trilogy. I, I want to say he did Rogue One. Did he do Rogue One? Ooh. Could be. Let me look that up. Okay. Well, he did a bunch of things. And then this project was rumored for a long time. It feels like almost since COVID started. I was hearing people being like, oh, Werewolf by Night. Michael Giacchino is doing it. And he's like, it's like the thing that we've all been waiting for. And I'm like, what the what, the what we've been waiting for? <laughs> the, the, the composer guy? <laughs> like, that yeah. was my initial reaction to this. He did do Rogue One. And yes, um, completely, I, I didn't think he wanted to be a director or wanted to direct things. So that was, it's also a lot younger than I thought. I don't know why I thought him and John, uh, wow, why am I forgetting Star Wars? Williams. John Williams. Thank you. I thought they were the same age or and looked exactly the same. Maybe I thought all composers look exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's a lot younger too than I expected. So, yeah, he just kind of came out of nowhere for me. Obviously, I knew I was very familiar with him before, but that was a surprise yeah. that he decided to, you know, direct this. Mm-hmm. So, what was your impression then? Uh, I don't know if this was his first time directing, but I enjoyed it. I think he very clearly had a vision for where he wanted the project to go. And, again, if that was the affordance of being a special marvel studios presentation then absolutely more of this because yeah the black and white thing is cool but i think in general just the fact that this is its own semi feeling of a self-contained thing which is part of the marvel universe but like like the barrier to entry is so low it's like you like halloween you like old movies look at this look at this thing pretty cool right and i was like yeah it's pretty cool i'm probably gonna watch it again on halloween honestly yeah, I, I think it's really fantastic, um, and I'm I'm really happy this thing exists. Like, that's kind of my bare, like, my base opinion is this is so different than everything in, in the MCU stylistically, thematically, um, what we see on screen, uh, the way that um, Michael Giacchino, like, uses like different cinematography and different styles and i'm not sure if it's edited to look like an old film or they actually use old technology like that's something i'm curious to see how they did but it really looks like that old style from the 30s and and things like that and using like cigarette burns and things things along those lines but on every level like the acting was really great um like was that not jessica jones i know it's not and i know it's not kristen ritter but I that was the same jones. thing <laughs> i was like wait i was like hold on you know like i i watched it like late at night so when i saw her pop up i was like wait hold on oh no that's not her <laughs> but i thought the exact same thing yeah no that was funny but uh my my only real issue with this is i wish it was like a 90 minute special presentation <laughs> yeah. which like it left me wanting to see more of this, <laughs> which is kind of a good thing. But mm-hmm. at the same time, um, I would have rather had this be slightly longer than like a an HBO episode. 
Yeah, I, I think that's kind of where I settled as well. Because I really enjoyed it. And again, like I have a lot of love for those like old, ridiculous looking, campy, black and white Halloween movies. Like when I was very, very young, we used to have like a VHS tape with... I could not even tell you what some of the titles of those things were. But like old Frankenstein adjacent things that looked like this, right? Um, so love that vibe. Love that vibe for Halloween specifically. I think on the tape it was just written like Halloween video. Um, so love that they went for that direction here. But I agree with you. I think it would have been nicer. Even if it was like just a full hour, I think there could have been room to let things breathe a bit more. Um, but even then, I, I'm glad that we were left wanting more, like you mentioned, because I, I think the biggest issue with every single Marvel Disney Plus drop, with very few exceptions, is that they do not use their time well. And this used their time very, very well. We just wanted more, you know? So it's like a, it's like a positive and a negative, kind of, but, you know, it's better yeah. than what we've had, I think. Yeah, I just feel like if we if we had maybe more of finding the creature and spending a little bit more time in that maze and like having some more tension throughout, that mm. could have gone a long way. Um, but even so, like what we got was so fantastic, and uh, it's really surpri- surprising that this exists. <laughs> like this seems mm-hmm. to break the mold of the MCU at every possible point. Um, in all the all the ways I mentioned at the at the beginning of this discussion but um surprised at how violent it was like there Mm -hmm. was a lot of a lot more blood and violence than i expected and uh, the ways some people died uh really shocked me (laughs) in an mcu project sure i mean we got multiverse of madness earlier this year now we get this like maybe they're testing the waters for that uh for that deadpool and wolverine you know yeah definitely but um yeah, I, I had a blast with this, and I, I, again, hope it becomes a trend. So, keeping that in mind, there's a few other things that have been going on recently, and I'm curious to see if you could maybe imagine a special presentation applying to any other projects that are in some trouble right now. Yes. Uh, Real quick, though, do you have huh? this ranked at all? I haven't yet. I haven't ranked it, but it's it's high because... I, I broke out to do the, the multiverse saga ranking, right? Yep. Um, let me, you know, let me just pull up where I have it ranked. I can, I can pull up mine while you do that. Okay. If that's helpful. Um, Go for it. I have this in my multiverse saga at number four. Uh, Spider-Man is number one. Then WandaVision at number two. Multiverse of Madness is three. And then Werewolf by Knife is four. Uh, followed by Shang-Chi at five. Okay, this is tricky. It was hard placing it. Yeah, because I really, really liked it. And so currently my top five are WandaVision, No Way Home, Multiverse, Ms. Marvel, then Shang-Chi. I'd probably put this... Like, I want it to be in the top five, but probably, like, right below WandaVision. Yeah, that makes sense. It, it's hard to justify putting a 50-minute thing above a lot of other things. I mean, kind of, yeah. But I think at the the same time, 
I've reached a point where I appreciate the the. Sh- it's like how I like short video games now. Sure. You know. Oh yeah. No, I get that. It's like people are saying like God of War Ragnarok is forty hours long. I'm like fuck off. The last one was twenty. I like that. <laughs> you is know? it really forty? That's that's the word on the street, Jack. That's what I've been hearing. <sighs> that's a killer, dude. Yeah. Like I'm excited to play that, and I will play it. Obviously. Give me that fifteen-hour game. Come on. I know it's so it's so sweet, so sweet. Remember when Nine Dog made like eight-hour games? Oh man, that was fantastic. Um, I know. Miles Morales. That's the perfect game. That's dude. the perfect. I I hope, but like obviously, I hope that the villain is handled better in Spider-Man Two. But yeah, if they if they trim out some of that fat in that first game, then Spider-Man Two is gonna be the, a ten out of ten. Yep. So. Anyway. More, more of these. More short things. More short films. Not, not everything has to be two twenty. Uh, we, we can, we can experiment with, with runtime. I agree. Speaking of, if there was a a project that I wish would be a really creative ninety minute, all killer no filler experience, it is Blade. And Blade is not canceled, but it's it's shelved at the moment indefinitely it's being reworked pretty much right like it's still in the pre-production phase and is like just undergoing it's basically restarting it seems so yeah so the the phrasing from the hollywood reporter who came out with this a couple days ago is that they've stopped like fully stopped pre-production mahershala ali is still attached he still is like he still wants to be involved with this project but they're searching for a new director new writer, like you said, basically starting from scratch. Uh, and this has obviously impacted the schedule of the MCU, as all these things do. Doctor Strange was the last culprit. <laughs> now it's this. Uh, the, the, we, we talked about this off air. This is like the yeah. quickest schedule change. <laughs> yeah. Like announcing at Comic-Con, I believe. Like, hey, mm-hmm. these are this is everything up through... The main points through, I think, what, phase six? Finishing out the multiverse saga. Mm-hmm. And then, like, now a couple months later, they've changed things. Yeah, so even, like, Deadpool. Deadpool was announced, like, two weeks ago, and now it's moved as yeah. well because mm-hmm. of this. So we, we can have a question about Blade in a second, right? But just for everybody to get caught up, the new dates... Are as follows. Deadpool three is moving to November eighth, twenty twenty four. It was originally September sixth, twenty twenty four. Fantastic Four has been pushed to February fourteenth. Happy Valentine's Day, twenty twenty five. Initially November eighth, twenty twenty four. They should have been November fourth, twenty twenty four. Somebody force. Yeah, man. I don't know why. Like, I could. I like the fourteenth. Maybe is it going to yeah. be like Reed and Sue falling in love? Is that what the? Sh- I don't mm. know. Uh, Avengers Secret Wars, the culmination of the multiverse saga, as described by the Hollywood Reporter, has moved from May first, twenty twenty six. No, it has moved to May first, twenty twenty six. Excuse me. Initially, it was November 7, 2025. That's a big, big jump. I, I, 
it felt like this was going to happen eventually, but man, could yes. you have imagined if two Avengers movies dropped in one year, like a calendar year? No, I think we discussed that when they first announced this, like, okay, that's not happening. But I really can't imagine that. I think, am I wrong? Did the Harry Potter 7 part 1 and 2, did that come out the same year? Or was that similar? Or was like one was like November, another was like June of next year? I think it was definitely not the same year. It was yeah. definitely 2010 and 2011, I think. Yes, but it was within like yeah six months of each other or like under a year i think Mm -hmm. so that's that's what's gonna happen here yeah so even even less so than infinity war and endgame because that was a year apart yeah so currently kang dynasty uh directed by destin dano Carton, is still set for may 2nd of 2025 that's not changing but 364 days later we get Avengers Secret Wars. Mm-hmm. So, uh, if if this happened, presumably because of the Blade problems, how integral is Blade to the future of the MCU? Do you think? Well, yeah, that was something we were discussing too. Because it seems if Blade is. If that project is the culprit of this, which it seems like it is, then that character probably has to be pretty important. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Kevin Feige has kind of hinted at that, uh, or at least the way he has incorporated Blade into the conversation whenever he's talking about the future of the MCU. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if there's going to be like a Midnight Suns, or which it seems like that's probably happening, Blade is going to be the leader of that. And I mean, even with Werewolf by Night, it seems that that sort that sort of side of Marvel is getting gaining a lot more prop prominence, especially with like Doctor Strange as well. So mm-hmm. I think Blade is probably going to be very important going forward. Mm-hmm. And so I, I guess that makes sense why things got changed. Yeah, I, th- I think that's probably right. I mean. There was an Avengers comic run that started a couple years ago that I read the first few issues of, and I liked. I just, you know, hard to keep up with comics for me personally. Um, I think Blade was on the team. I remember him being on the team. So, like, I I could see a world where Blade is, like, positioned to be a big face of the MCU, uh, especially if they are dabbling more into that stuff, you know, Ghost Rider vibes, Doctor Strange, Demons, which I, again, am a big fan of, but... They they gotta be kicking themselves for not like fully introducing Blade already, right? I feel like they probably could have danced around this schedule shift, even if he is super important. If he we just like saw him in Eternals instead of just heard him, you know? Yeah. Oh my god. Like giving him a proper intro. I can't believe they did that, dude. Yeah, that's offensive. I know, because there's there was that, and then he was supposed to be in Moon Knight, apparently, and then he was supposed to be in Werewolf by Night, and they keep delaying his debut. So like, I it's maybe I'm just like, it's not as big as I'm thinking, but like, I I feel like if they if they would have introduced him already by now, like you can you can still like develop it, just like throw him in other post card scenes for the next couple of years if the movie's in trouble and has to move around, you know, like introduce. Sure. 
the big beats there. And then when he gets a solo project, it's going to be like, oh, fuck yeah, we get Blade finally. Which is already going to be the case probably, but, you know. It's just so, I feel like we keep hearing about him getting, like, teased in other projects, which is just strange. I feel like we haven't had that much else before with the MCU. Um, yeah, it's it's definitely very odd. And I'm very happy he's still, Mahershala Ali is still attached because he is fantastic. Um, yeah, he rules. And honestly, like, looking on the bright side of things, if the original Blade project wasn't working... I'm glad they decided to scrap it and just start over because yeah, like we mentioned, I think even last week that character is someone who's pretty important to like the hardcore Marvel fans and Mm -hmm. will be important when they introduce him to a wider general audience. So they need to get it right. You're right. So here's helping, but in terms of schedule, there is another rumor flooding the streets right now. Once again, from the cosmic circus, who are these Apparently. guys? Yeah, I know. I know. It's popping these, up a lot. These flying Graysons around here. From it's the like uh, when the Illuminati started popping off, and it's like, oh, yeah, the right. Illuminati. Now we, now we know, you know? And the names, uh, no no offense to either Cosmic Cir- Circus or Illuminati, the names just keep getting wilder. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to drop a, the Illuminati. Yeah, <laughs> right? I, I don't care. I know. I think we talked about it last week. I love that line, man. It's so funny. <laughs> It's dumb, but it is funny. Uh, like, I get it, but I, I like it. Yeah. According to them, Spider-Man 4, starring Tom Holland, is aiming for a... I meant to write July, not June. July 12th, 2024 release date is going to be picking up from the resolution of Daredevil Born Again. It's going to be a street-level film. And, again, most likely co-starring Charlie Cox. Uh People have had their problems with Spider-Man doing his team-ups. However, one of my first Spider-Man things was Never Soft Spider-Man on the PS1, which was my introduction to Daredevil. So I've always viewed them as a really cool team-up, and I've been dying to see this happen, finally. So I don't care if we do another team-up in Spider-Man 4. I don't know if you feel differently, because I think you're in a similar boat. No, I feel exactly the same. And honestly, the fact that they're doing Wolverine and Deadpool, and I gotta tell you, Christian this seems just like a fake report. <laughs> like, I'll believe it when I see it sort of thing. Sure. Um, no shade to, to the outlet, but, um, like, I don't know where, like, there, that was not an official report, so I, you got to take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. But um, I would just love for Marvel to do more one-off team-ups, team-up movies or team-up projects. Um, like, we got the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which when you think about that, that's a team-up project, even though those characters align quite closely mm-hmm. within um like the sort of captain america umbrella mm-hmm. but having ragnarok. what's that ragnarok thor and hulk yeah that too right like i think everyone likes that <laughs> even though i i get the concerns of spider-man being like iron man jr or whatever or what like mm-hmm. i guess i don't get the concerns i but i understand people being like let's have him on his own yeah um i think the world <laughs> would love Tom Holland and Charlie Cox to star in a movie together. <laughs> I think that I think everyone can put their res- reservations aside and be like, "This, this is cool." So if this ends up being uh, the case, I'd very much be looking forward to it. Yeah, I would be super down for this. Again, 
there's loads of other characters I'd love to see Spider-Man team up with in the MCU. I know it's like people don't like that idea. And honestly, I get it. And I even agree to some to some extent. Like, I would really love if we got a, just a solo Spidey trilogy where, like, maybe he has coffee with Daredevil on the roof for a scene or something. Yeah. But I want to see him do a team up with Daredevil. I want to see him do a team up with Shang-Chi. I want to see him do a team up with Ms. Marvel eventually with Miles Morales. So, like, I think that just might be this take on Spider-Man, dude. I think that's it. He's just he's just a team player. Yeah, and that's fine. I think, I mean, he'll always be the focus in, in his own movies. And yeah. he does team up a lot, like, in comics and other iterations. So, oh, yeah. you know, that, I don't think that's an issue. And the MCU is kind of branded itself as a big team up thing and mm-hmm. like even singular projects so that's not an issue for me um i'm still at the point where i'm not certain tom holland is coming back i don't i think they're in discussions right I like know, i don't dude. think anything's definite so that's why i'm especially like i don't know if this is tr- true because nothing has been officially signed yet mm-hmm. so very but curious it'd be so cool it would be very cool. I hope it happens. But She-Hulk is wrapped up this week. The most recent Marvel Studios project has finished. Uh, we got some time. Well, we don't really have time off. But in November is the next one with Black Panther, right? Yep. Cool. The last Disney plus Marvel Studios series of the year has finished. She-Hulk it has completed its run. On Disney Plus. Before we get into specifics about this episode here, overall, general vibe. You like She Hulk? How did you feel after uh, the show's wrapped up? Because both of us, I think, were a bit uncertain going in. They had a, a, a rough trailer, but you know, early on, it seemed like there was some promise, and we started getting invested. So now that it's all done, all the weeks have concluded general vibe we'll get to like discussion of like actual critique stuff about the season as a whole later but general vibe you know how, how did it how did it end up for you um i think it surprised me in a lot of ways i thought it was going to be really bad <laughs> when i saw the trailers but i think tonally it was very light and refreshing i liked the themes that they got into especially with like intelligentsia and like sort of the show being very self-aware not just jen being self-aware but the show itself in terms of like silly criticism from like ridiculous people online um, and things like that. I think it handled that quite well. And I, I really enjoyed where they took that. Um, so yeah, I'd say the show for me, I think going into this episode, Christian, I was about to come in and be like, it was a good time. And I think this episode in particular really changed my perspective in like a, in a positive way. I didn't really expect one episode to do that. That's why I, the finale sort of caught me off guard which we'll get into later but um yeah really enjoyed the show um liked it a lot it's we'll get into rankings later but it's surprisingly low on my list just because of the greatness of the rest of the mcu but i still really enjoy it and um yeah i was pleasantly surprised what about you i loved this uh this is a show that i i feel like i will be down to just throw a random episode on if i need it just something on because it's contained each episode has its own thing 
but it's like low enough of an investment that you can get you can get some enjoyment out of it it's had some great bits i think with some of the supporting cast and you know concepts for some of the episodes and in the end with this finale i think that just elevated the entire show uh which i i've already really been enjoying you know i i think as a series there's not much to like get in depth in the weeds with on it outside of some of the conversations that you know people who can like heavily relate to the show i've been having but since like week two of talking about this show on the podcast right it's been like it's a sitcom i i don't think the conversation would be you know if if it's like if we tried to review like an episode of the office week by week it's like hey that was fun i like exactly. that uh which is good i think and i really enjoyed this show and i'm still riding high off it because you know finale was today but I really enjoyed it. I really am glad that they committed to its own identity. And it feels like a TV show. And none of these other shows feel like TV shows. Like, they they try at times. WandaVision, I think, like, five-sixths of WandaVision is like, this is a TV show. And then the final sixth is like, this is an MCU movie. Um... Insert the Harry Styles movie quote, but make it about TV. (laughs) Exactly, you know? Uh, So I think on that strength, it's the most successful Marvel Disney Plus TV show in my eyes. Uh, So yeah, I haven't ranked it yet, but I I do think pretty highly of this overall as a project. So Yeah, pleasant pleasant surprise, I'd say. Let's, uh, Let's crack into this thing. Yes. There's a a lot that happens, so anything that comes to mind, we can just think about it, talk about it, you know, just kind of free flow, topic by topic, we'll we'll hit them as they come. Uh, I can see a little bit of Division Online. I've seen some of it today. I haven't looked at a lot of it, I don't know if you have, but... Jack, some people really don't like when fourth walls get broken. Uh, I haven't seen the discourse, but let me tell you, I loved this. <laughs> this was so surprising where I knew, and like in a way, I'm a little disappointed that the show overall just didn't tap into more of this throughout the season. Um, but the fact that the, like Jen was breaking the fourth wall throughout the season in like minor ways that didn't really feel too impactful uh, but she straight up entered the real world and went through disney plus to do so <laughs> and i thought it was brilliant and the whole kevin thing amazing i loved every part of this and like not even just the fact that it was really funny um and i thought they handled it well the fact that they were so self-aware that the ending of disney plus shows are all really bad and they were like no nah, let's not do that <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. um it feels like they made this last week like you know yeah it, it they had the foresight whenever this was in production like probably last year to be like okay we have heard everyone's criticism um let's like just get that right and i i don't know it feels so up to date and like they it feels so fresh and uh i really i really actually really liked the the fact that they they did that for this episode 
I do too. And I think when like you look at things with a really close lens, there is like more of a conversation to have of like, okay, well, if they're acknowledging it, does that change any of the, you know, the, uh, the fact of what actually happened, right? So like if, if by breaking the fourth wall, they're like, aren't we so messy? And then people are like, well, your show was messy. That's a conversation that's being had as well, especially by the people who really don't like the fourth wall breaks, but they're like latching onto that. I personally don't feel that way because again, this is a sitcom and in the final episode, they did something very bold that for me worked like it did for you. So I, I, I can see why this wouldn't work for some people, but like you, I think this is just kind of genius and it's, it's kind of like last year when we did our long play club thing and we talked so long about Metal Gear Solid 2 and then I was like, I think that's going to impact how I look at every other game for a while. I Just because of how like committed to this style it is and I know this is probably the only thing that's going to be able to do this outside of maybe Deadpool. And even then, Deadpool never really got this far with it, right? Uh, from the movies that we've seen. I'm going to miss this, I think, from other projects moving forward. So, uh, and they, they do kind of touch on the future of She-Hulk uh, throughout and towards the end. But I, yeah, I really am very happy that this show exists and it exists the way it does. And I do think the ramp up to this finale, to me, felt intentional. You know, uh, some people, they're, you know... That's the main point of discussion. It's like, well, is it a cop-out because they just realized they wrote a bad show or is it something else? It's like, no, it's... To, to me, it does feel intentional and genuinely impressive that they were able to have the foresight like you brought up. Yeah, so. and um, to me, like, the show has never really been plot-heavy. Like, it's, yeah. it's more so on, like... So, like, it it's a situational comedy, right? It's more so mm-hmm. on the situations rather than, like, the overarching plot of A to B from episode one to the finale. Um, even though there is that thread, it's just, it was really never all that interesting, which I can understand people having complaints of, but it seemed so much of a background and just like they would point out a few things each episode to progress that. But it was mostly about like the relationships between the characters, uh, the situations we'd find ourselves in, um, which I think that that was sort of the highlight of, of the show. So the fact that they could, insert the fourth wall breaking in this episode um i feel like like doesn't really matter too much to the plot because the plot itself wasn't really all that great um which ended up being successful because it was such a good use of that fourth wall breaking um technique and yeah really loved it uh in terms of repercussions for some of the things that got thrown out there uh, the biggest takeaway, you know, when I wake up and I see headlines, I'm like, all right, I should watch the show. Um, yeah, I had is... to text you because I've never had to do that for the show, but it, I had to. Yeah. And honestly, they're aware of that too. Like, they got me, you know? I, I really thought the only thing that would be spoiled for me was like how Daredevil's used or like something about Daredevil. Um, and then no, it's like oh, there's way more going on in this last episode or in this season even uh, than just like when is Daredevil going to show up? Which they were very fr- like vocal about 
in the promo before episode one started remember she's like remember whose show it is so to me like that uh that tone is why it feels consistent uh looking at the season as a whole and why this feels earned where i very easily could see a show that didn't feel as intentional be like oh aren't we so quirky fall flat you know and i think Mm -hmm. some people are looking at it that way but again i think it was earned anyway the important thing about uh a tease or something here is people have been talking up world war hulk because bruce has a son (laughs) on sakar that's that's where he was yeah that's maybe something that didn't work for me okay because it seems older (laughs) like has this kid been around for quite some time i don't know dude well no well if you remember here on sakar time (laughs) right 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 (laughs) that's a good call that Um, is a good call it it just seemed like so haphazard the way they introduced that and they didn't really like we didn't even hear any dialogue from that character Mm -hmm. uh so i don't know they probably could have introduced that and also like is everyone having kids in the mcu thor has a random kid now and now hulk has a kid i don't know maybe i'm (laughs) anti-kid most millennials are jack i don't know if you're aware of that yeah but uh yeah i I mean, it was cool to see Hulk pop up again. It was the weirdest left turn that I was not expecting. Yeah. Uh, so I think I was just more like baffled that I didn't even really have time to form an opinion on it. I was just like, all right, sure, I guess. Also, how does this tie into World War Hulk? Like, is Scar, I believe his name is, is he a major character in that like comic run? Now, what if I told you I haven't read World War Hulk? I'm just just Same. been seeing people talk about that this morning. Okay, okay. Um, but I yeah, I think like the universal thing with Hulk is like wrapping up, and obviously we have She Hulk now, who is in the family, you know, but not a hundred percent locked into just being like an analog for Hulk projects. Um, again, very intentional from her perspective and her attitude at the end of the show, but. Uh, yeah, World War Hulk, I would imagine, maybe if you introduce Hulk having a son, and you focus it on Hulk's son, and Hulk is there, then maybe that gets the movie able to get in production before that Universal deal is up, you know? Yeah. Maybe that's it, but... Yeah. I mean, I'd be down for a, a Hulk movie, finally. Uh, yeah, I think a lot of people would be, and I, I think especially... Uh, Kevin Feige and the the rest of the MCU would probably be very excited for that. It seems likely, like if that we talked about that last week, like if that Universal thing expires and then they could do it. Like it seems like it seems like they're gearing up for that. Probably, yeah. Like I imagine that would be a maybe lead up to like Ragnarok style lead leading into Endgame, maybe like world war hulk leads into secret wars or something i don't know mm-hmm. um, also like why can't they just do universal movie in the mcu like sony did with spider-man that seems way easier so from my understanding it's not because universal is way pickier about things oh 
So that's, they did that's, the Ed the Norton one though. Like, I wonder what happened. I think probably when because that was pre Disney owning Marvel, right? Paramount? So I think when yes, Paramount produced those. So gotcha. Interesting. Yeah. Um. Daredevil or Matt Murdock shows up again. Um, literally like pops right. down from the sky. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Uh, they're an item, I guess. So more Daredevil, more She-Hulk in the future. That's gonna be fun. Um, was there any other like big like future MCU related things? Because there's like so much like meta stuff in here that's like kind of just taken for what it is but the like when's the x-men coming yeah um were there any other elements from like this sequence that stand out to you that you want to talk about like the kevin sequence yeah i just think that's funny (laughs) um i really thought kevin feige was about to show up but i did too i'm glad with i'm glad the direction they took I think yeah. that's hilarious. Was there a hat involved? I saw some people commenting on a hat. I didn't see. I didn't see a hat either, but I did see people talking about a hat. Yeah, I'll have to rewatch. This is like this and the Daredevil episode are, um, the two episodes I really want to revisit. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Just for like those, especially like the Easter eggs in in this particular episode. Oh, 100 percent, yeah. But, um, yeah, I guess did this finale like you mentioned it it did more for the show than you were expecting it to um do you think it felt earned i guess because i personally like i said i i feel it, it felt earned but did, did like it, it worked for you but do you think it felt like in line with what we've been dealing with so far i i do and i think it was honestly a really nice surprise like the fact that it kind of seems like her breaking the fourth wall is like one of her abilities in in a sense. So we kind of get the greatest version of that ability in this episode. Um, mm-hmm. A super saiyan, if you will. I don't know if I'm using that correctly. I don't no, but I'll allow it. <laughs> All right. I don't know. I don't know a good a- analog to this. Um, you know, like maybe like when waterbenders have the full moon so they can they can use their abilities more in Avatar The Last Airbender. I don't know. Anyways, it's cool to see that she was able to use that, in a sense, as a power and as, like, a super-powered version of that ability. Mm-hmm. And to me, it was earned, and I, overall, I just appreciate that they knew, seemingly, like, the plot was leading to a really boring finale, and they set up those pieces with Titania, uh, the dude with uh, She-Hulk's blood, as well as Hulk coming out of the blue to fight Abomination, like that they were aware enough to realize would have been an ending in any other disney plus show mm-hmm. and the fact that they said no let's not do that and let's actually talk about that for a second um i think that works and uh honestly i hope it informs how other disney plus shows are produced yeah um, i think that might That's be the, the big takeaway. Yeah, yeah like if they're so aware that that okay these are the issues we had with year one to year two of disney plus let's get mm-hmm. it right going forward i mean that'd be pretty great yeah because i don't know what's like secret invasion is being shot right now but i don't know what other television series for disney plus are being developed right now like actively shoot like loki but 
pretty much across the board, I don't think anybody really had issues with Loki, like, format-wise. Like, you know, like, Loki seemed like the universal. Everybody was like, that was at least good and or great. I think the ending was also probably the best Disney yeah. Plus ending. Mm-hmm. So it's Loki that's filming right now, and... um secret invasion is done filming but yeah uh or secret yeah secret invasion so i i hope that this like the being the final show of the year moving forward like you said entering year three we start seeing these changes and just based off of the announcements that have been popping up here there the fact that daredevil born again is gonna be 18 episodes like i hope things are less cookie cutter moving forward because i think she hulk was a very good way to break that mold to some degree mainly with you know the attitude as opposed to the structure uh but even then like the structure is just a sitcom so like it's not really changing anything else it just feels revolutionary because marvel has not understood how tv works on disney plus yet really so i also want to look back um do you do you know when this was in even like pre-production like in the writing phase oh i don't know because like question were they informed by like WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier and that's it? Like I'm thinking of like when they would be writing that sh- this show and maybe that's it cuz like if you're informed by those two shows and maybe mm-hmm. what else is there Hawkeye and Loki um like it I don't know it seems like they'd probably be in production at that point. So, so I don't know. That that seems like they were maybe a little too aware <laughs> of what was going on with Disney Plus shows yeah so again that's the barometer moving forward it's like i whatever the outcome is beyond this i don't think even if they double like continue doing that thing that they're making fun of here i don't think that hurts this show i think that would more moving forward hurt the brand of marvel studios if they make fun of themselves like isn't this so dumb and then they do it again um this show got immunity on that i think because it's like oh they actually committed to it yeah um So, from a quick Google search, they began filming mid-April of 2021. Okay. I don't know when they began pre-production, probably decently before that, but... So, um, before any of the Disney Plus shows. Yeah. Hmm. That's fascinating. Which is interesting. Well, because there could have been reshoots as well. Like, I doubt, like you said, this probably wasn't filmed a week ago, right? But like. Maybe in December they did some pickups or things like that. Um, That's true. Maybe that was uh, the original ending and they were like, now let's scrap it. You're like, oh no. <laughs> yeah. But uh, seeing that date, though, I'm surprised that Charlie Cox being in this did not leak. Because we yeah. only first saw him in that, like, realized he'd be in this show and, like, when we got the first teaser, right? And he landed mm-hmm. or something. That's right. Which is nuts, but... Um, how quickly do you think her browsing the Disney Plus menu will be out of date? Oh, like when they change Disney Plus yeah. format stuff? Oh, man. Okay. I don't know. Well, that's like how uh, back in the day on YouTube, it was like, oh, yeah, the comment section to the bottom. Yes. Then it was on the side, and then it was back on the bottom. It's like, oh, you date yourself. Yeah. And also, like, what if Disney Plus is no longer a thing one day? People could be like, what is what is happening? I just think it's so funny to think about the future of this. But right now, it's like a very topical, like, 
Very funny thing that they did. Then you do a, uh, a a remake with the very minimal change that will make it better for the viewing experience. Mm-hmm. That's what the move is. Indeed. But overall, you said you have it ranked, right? I have not done that uh, yet, but again, yeah. I'd probably put it very high. I do. Um, I do have it ranked. It's uh, in the multiverse saga. It's my number nine of 15, um, which seems really low to me, but mm-hmm. above it at eight, kind of. I might put this above. Um, above it at eight is Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Below it at 10 is Moon Knight. Uh, but then like Loki's seven, Ms. Marvel's eight, Shang-Chi's five. Mm-hmm. Like there's just, there's a good amount of, I think, great quality things in the multiverse saga so far that i'm like okay i I guess i am kind of comfortable with it being here um and i compared it to sort of the quality of ant-man and the wasp in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. and just being like really great comfort food and not being anything more than needs to be um in my overall ranking it is 24 of 38 um it is above age of ultron at 25 but then iron man is 23 Iron Man 3 is 22, and then Ant-Man and the Wasp is 21. So it kind of is, like, hovering around that area. Like, really great. I think I gave it, like, 3.5 out of 5. Like, really good show. Enjoyed it. Um, but there's, like, obviously some some great quality MCU ahead of it. Um, but it's certainly better than some of the, the lesser MCU stuff. Yeah, I think it would maybe... I'd probably maybe put it above Werewolf by Night on the place I just slotted it in. So right behind WandaVision because I I really think that's similar to the reasons I love WandaVision. It, it feels like it's taking advantage of the medium. And I think similar to WandaVision, just like having their very own distinct, unique style for the majority of that show, I think this is the only other instance of a Disney Plus series for Marvel doing something similar. And for me, it worked. So uh, as, as consistent as Loki was and some of the other projects beneath it, I, I feel like if this was a film, it wouldn't have worked as well for me, where a lot of the other shows beneath it, if they were movies, I probably would have liked them more. So mm. uh, the only exception that, again, I'd probably have to think over a little bit is Ms. Marvel, because Ms. Marvel I did rank very, very high, um, mainly because of the cast and the, you know, chemistry everybody had. But I think this is up there with WandaVision for me as being favorite series they've done so far. Yeah, it's really good. And again, it's one of those, another one of those like fresh, unique takes on the MCU format that mm-hmm. I very much appreciate. How would you feel if this was announced to get a season two? Yeah, that'd be great. Honestly, yeah. Um, I would, I would probably prefer a movie, or maybe even mm-hmm. like a, f- a couple special presentations or something. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I love the Disney Plus format even after the show. Mm-hmm. So yeah, probably, probably a movie. But I would, I would certainly be happy with a with a TV show. Yeah, I'd be down for another season um, just because I, I think what they were able to do with every episode, even if it was just like very low stakes, 
I liked and again was refreshing and I don't see any other things coming down the pipeline that are going to do that as well so um yeah movie whatever happens uh she pops up in daredevil born again which I imagine she will for at least a couple episodes they got 18 to work with over there um excited for the future of both Jennifer Walters and She-Hulk in the MCU but yeah uh is there any other stuff from the finale left unsaid that you want to bring up no i think it was a really surprising finale i loved the direction with it and uh yeah no it was it was great hell yeah well jack that wraps up this week's excelsior so where can the agents of excelsior find you yeah you can follow me on twitter at fascinated jack what about you christian you can find me on twitter and tiktok at chun2d2 youtube.com slash joyclicks is where you can watch the video version of excelsior uploaded every weekend watch the live premiere check it out there for all the marvel goodness that we talk about every week you can also find this on apple Podcasts, spotify google play anywhere you listen to podcasts just look up avengers podcast avengers game podcast joyclicks or excelsior you will find us leaving a rating and reviewing is a very easy way to help the show takes a quick second helps us out, helps us reach more people if you enjoy what you're listening to every week. If you want to support the shows further, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash joyclicks at the $1 and $5 tiers. Five bucks will get you producer credit on every show we produce, like Aaron Easton and Jose Garcia, so thank you very much. And we will be back for another Excelsior. Uh, in the meantime, Batman, Arkham Long Play Club, kicking back up again this coming Monday after this episode posts. Some scheduling problems happened. We have to move some things around, but the uh, the Arkham City long play is beginning very very soon. So stay tuned for that. But until then, it's gonna be a light episode, I think, next week. Yeah, man, we are we are off for MCU stuff for a month. Yeah, that's gonna that's gonna be nuts. Maybe this is gonna be maybe we get a PlayStation showcase next week and we get to see Spider-Man too. Maybe that's what happens, dude. That one can hope one can maybe maybe it's foolish but we'll see until then though excelsior excelsior